You're listening to the GD Podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Dads. Legends in game, heroes at home. What's up, everybody? It's Mike, Matt, Clay, and David for the GD Podcast, and today we're talking about parenting hacks and tips, everything from new parents to experienced parents. So, so well, just to catch up, because I'm, it's been a fucked week for me. Yeah, um, we we are talking about life dad hacks, correct? Parenting hacks. Parenting uh-huh. hacks. What is yeah. that? What does life that mean? Tips. So, little tips and tricks you'd give to you'd extend to uh, someone who's maybe don't have a kids, new parent, or don't have kids, planning on having kids. <laughs> New to parenthood, but uh, I mean that one that I shared a video of recently. Yeah, um, yeah. Day, that's a prime example, and I found out about that a year ago because I watched a video of it and I completely forgot about it. And Jasper, he's five months now, so he's at the stage where you know they go through phases and they discover they actually realize, oh, I have hands, they're mine, <laughs> and, right? and then they get to fight. Oh, I have legs, those are mine. So he's I grabbing his feet when he's rolling now. Fair, fair. And, so he uh, is one of those babies, like many, who once they know what their hands are for, they go everywhere. Yeah. So this tip is not about speeding up a nappy change or a diaper change. Um, it's about if you have a very messy punami down there almost. Punani you know, or punami? Shit the back and it leaks and everything. Punani is different than punami. Yeah, <laughs> if it leaks, then it's too far. This won't work. This is if it's just a real mess down there, and you, you know, right. everything's covered in shit. Right, because their their instinct is yeah. always to just throw their hands down there. Yeah, yeah. So I start with the the first tip that I came up with, um, is with a boy, especially with girls, it's not as bad, but it still helps. So basically, you've got to cover their junk in a baby wipe. So kind of, I, I put it down flat, and then kind of tuck it up like this and twist. Just be careful not to twist their actual junk. That won't go well at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you twist it above that and then kind of tuck their legs in when you, you know, so their thighs are gripping it too. They're covered. That worked very well to prevent me from getting pissed on um, for uh, up until about a week ago when his hands all of a sudden were like, oh, I can grab things. And he'd immediately just go, yoink, no, wipes up here now, up above my head. And yeah. There was a fountain and it got on the changing mat and everything. Right. <laughs> and then in my Facebook memories, this video comes up um, of this lady who was um, basically, you know, the, the, I don't know what we call them in the States, the vest um, that has the uh, little button poppers. Yeah. Or onesie. Poppers. I don't know. What we call them onesies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you unbutton that, peel the back of it right up their back. So it's um, like almost behind their head. And then the front of it too, get that wipe on there first, obviously, or don't even touch the nappy yet. Don't even open that. You pull the front of the vest up. And so uh, you get one arm in like a sling, pull it up to their, um, up to their neck almost, then pull their other arm in and get the back of the vest or onesie, bring it over one shoulder and then attach the buttons together. And there you go. You've got their arms tucked away in a, like a, almost like a straight jacket. And then you can continue and get shit done 
without their hands getting all over the mess. So that is my pro parenting hack. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something into the mix here. Well, it's not mine. Um, but it's I, one I, I found. I don't have boys. I have girls, so I don't have to deal with that. I have a good friend that has a boy, and we showed her that hack actually um, <laughs> of how to keep his hands out. The little fucker rolls like a gator, though. Just goes like gator <laughs> death roll. Um, and so, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, we literally had to roll the kid like a joint. Like a tap, <laughs> tightly wrapped joint to make sure You're he swabbing. can't move. Um, and uh, and that finally helped with that. But, yeah, that's a really, really good thing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have to worry about the fountain and the gro- and pissing or whatever. It was like – it was more so like I felt like I was in the rodeo. Like, okay, we got three seconds to get this done and get it out and get it – all right, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Hey, good time. I can do better. <laughs> you know, I myself sometimes thinking like it's a personal goal to get it done as quickly as possible. I mean, you gotta you gotta time yourself, right? Some, I mean, not every dad has to do that. I don't think every parent, but I, you know, I always am trying to beat my best time, even if I didn't actually record the time. I know in my heart I'm gonna do whether I'm faster or not. You know, I'm like, oh, that was smooth. And, you know, this time I I got that elbow real quick, or I took that corner real fast this time. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that was good. I beat my best time, even if I don't record it. Uh, Mike, yo, what parenting hacks would you advise then? Ones um, that have helped you out. Well, so I was, you know, I was looking through this the the list that you sent, and I think it'll definitely be fun to go through some of these. Definitely. Um, once we get to the end, some some of them I have done, so I definitely can can talk about them. Um. So yeah, I uh, I mean, first of all, you know, as a new dad, you know, I was I was thirty. So I was 30 years old when we had our first um, and I was definitely how I feel so old at 32. How I know, I know <laughs> how <laughs> well. And that's, I mean, that, that actually has been, I don't want to say it was a regret because I don't, I don't regret it because I right. wasn't ready before that time. But, right. It was a shock, but I, I'm feeling it now. I mean, I'm 42 <laughs> yeah. and we have a seven year old. So it's it's hard when he's like chase me and I'm like I can do it for about 15 feet kid and then you're on your own. <laughs> you're going to win. <laughs> um daddy spent all his energy mowing the lawn and it's a ride-on mower so I don't even... <laughs> But yeah, I mean it was definitely it was definitely late in in life but it just kind of you know happened when it needed to happen. Fair, um fair. and and I was so I was you know, I was pretty used at that point to gaming whenever I wanted to. And, oh, it's, it's let's stay up late. You know, I don't I don't care. If, I don't I don't need to be wide awake and alert for work. It's not right. a big deal. So so when he was really little, when Will was really little, uh, we had this, you know, little chair that was a it was a rocker and it had like a battery in it that you could turn the switch on and it, it would rock. But it was it was not smooth. You know what I mean? Like it was not a good piece of equipment and it always right. bothered me. And it also would vibrate. Like it was a purposeful vibration. Like, to yeah, smooth. I've got one of those, but it never soothed him. Like that was not his bag. He wanted the motion without feeling like he was on a, on a tractor trailer careening down the highway. Like he, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted like the gentle ride in grandma's car, that kind of thing. 
So, you know, I stopped putting batteries in the thing and there was this little crossbar and I would just, I would just put my foot on it and I would kick back to game and I would just rock it with my foot when he would pass out and I could keep him going for a little bit. And then eventually he would be fine on his own. I could just sit there yeah. and game until he woke up. So it was like, there's always these fancy newfangled things that now I sound like an old man. That's all this, all this <laughs> newfangled, thing. newfangled <laughs> battery powered rockers. Just put the kid outside. And if it comes down, whippersnappers don't know how good they've got it. These days. Right. <laughs> I did something similar to that. Actually, I forgot. I never even realized it was a hack of sorts, but you know, you've got your kids out in the pram and maybe you're waiting for a bus or you're waiting at the school to pick up the kids and you're try, trying to get baby to sleep in the pram while you're waiting. Because Jasper's especially like that. He'll sleep in the pram well if we're moving. When it stops within five or ten minutes, mm -hmm. nothing. So I came up with two. Um, the first is if I'm sat on a bench at the school waiting for the kids to come out for pickup, I can either be stood there rocking the pram and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like right. a weekly workout right here. Um, I sit on the bench and just a stroller to us. A stroller, sorry. <laughs> no, yes. no, just I'm, I'm trying to get both audiences, you know? Yes, yes. Um, we're delivering a service here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I just sit on the bench and then just put my foot on the wheel and just rock it back and forth. Oh, just moving That's the one. wheel. Yeah. Yeah. But because we were getting home and he like he hadn't slept well and we're like, he needs a nap. So, you know, he's not napped so far today. This is going to be ratty as fuck when it comes to bedtime and wait through the night. So I realized I was like, hang on, our washing machine vibrates quite a lot. So what I did was... I brought him into the kitchen when we got back because it's like the, the, where we usually park him up because it's got the hallway it's through to the kitchen. It's the best place to put him. And I thought, hmm, our handlebar on our stroller pram, um, he pressed a button in at either side and he pressed them in and then the very top end of the handlebar can then kind of pivot up and down so, you know, to suit your height. And... So I pivoted it back and then kind of just lifted it up a centimeter or two and then rested it on the top of the washing machine. So when it's gone on a long uh, wash, it can be there for about an hour and a half. Most of it's vibrating. And oh, so my wife came home because she was out at the time. And she came home, saw him and was like, what have you done with the pram? You realize it's on the wash. I was like, yes, look at him. He's been <laughs> asleep for 45 minutes because he's vibrating just gently. Yes, I know. <laughs> just enough. And yeah, it worked. And... I was like, why didn't I think of, this is my third kid? How could I never think of this? Right. I'm so, so that's another little one from me as well. I'm so glad you didn't say that you filled the washing machine with blankets <laughs> and turned it on low. So <laughs> and just put him in it. <laughs> ba -boom. Ba -boom. <laughs> I didn't think we were going there, but <laughs> I mean, there with with this show, there's no telling. Okay. There's no there's no way to tell for sure. Um <laughs> yeah, no, I you know, I've I don't think I've ever had any um Anything that was that was billed as, you know, this will put your kid to sleep. This will keep them busy forever. Like none of that stuff has ever really worked. You know, we had a we had a swing that would rock back and forth and had like a little mobile over it that would, you know, do a little stuff. What? Uh, a mobile like a, a mobile, a mobile, call a mobile, a mobile. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it would it hang over. um it was like frogs or something, you know, and they would they would watch it and swing in the swing. But it was like they would get like 15 minutes of it was supposed to be calming. It was supposed to be you're going to go to sleep and it would never work. It was like the only things that really were I mean, my kids were good sleepers. It was just like when it came time 
to to nap because they were frustrated or pissed. It was just I don't know. It was something about human connection. It was like they wanted to be held. They wanted to be rocked on a lap yeah. or they, you know, or like I said, when I would when I would move the bounce, the little rocker seat with my foot, there was something about the the human element to the movement that that worked to put him down mm-hmm. again, going from the from the gaming dad perspective. Uh, one of the one of the hacks that I liked on this, <laughs> the, the list that you sent uh, is something else that I did quite a lot, which was hand them uh, unpowered, unconnected controllers when it was game time. Yes, that is yes. that is absolutely a classic and one that I did more often. Uh, the, the number of one player games that my kids have thought they've played with me is astronomical. No, <laughs> <laughs> so they you know they sat through most of oh god, most of like Uncharted and and Mass Effect and stuff like that with a controller right there i'm just like hey good shot good <laughs> shot buddy when you, you die that. yeah see yeah yeah you gotta get better son <laughs> now daddy's gotta start all over it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> no and, and and um oh yeah i the ones that i they don't understand is when you know when they finally get old enough and you're doing something like mass effect or dragon age and it's having you make choices in the game mm. and it's like dialogue it's like a it's like a cutscene or there's there's dialogue choices and they just start pressing the button over and over and over and over again you're like oh he knows he knows he's not in control and he knows it now but that's i mean that's that's given me many hours of of uninterrupted game time i think not in a row because you know they they get wise to it but yeah it works when it works <laughs> David says baby massage is amazing. Yeah, we should clarify why, David's why, why does that why does that sound not like moment. it should? Like baby <laughs> massage is not something that should be legal. Oh, it's big here in the UK. It's big. Of course it is. Um, of course it is. Yeah. There's whole businesses around it now. My wife does it and it really helps calm them down. You've really got to like lay out some towels and shit. Um is it something <clears> they of some kind? Is it something they like you get taught to do or is it something that you you yes. actually go places to get them a massage usually you no no i don't think that exists oh, okay uh, thank you maybe they do <laughs> um the ones that we've done are basically it's over zoom and i think it was even before covid and everything um so um they talk you through it and there are particular um reasons that could benefit a lot of people, especially if your baby has like colic or indige- indigestion or sure, if, yeah, you yeah. know, or, you know, if that shit's backing up and they're, they spent three days and they haven't done anything. Um, certain, you know, there's certain techniques of massage over their stomachs. Like if you do it the wrong way, you, uh, I think if you should be doing it clockwise, I need to be mindful. I'm not giving people advice. So <laughs> <laughs> if I'm saying it wrong, you don't take my, my instruction as gospel, but yeah, basically, um, you're supposed to strip them off right down, which is great for little babies anyway. You know, get all the refilling of restraint gone, which some babies, my son was like that. He hated being clothed for about a month or two. Mm. Even when he was when he was learning to uh, grab and stuff, he just, he would cry and pull at his clothes until we took them off. And sure, fine. yeah, yeah. So it's good for that. Um, it's just a great bonding thing, um, especially if you're the kind of parent who has that issue i forget the term you know your postnatal depression or whatever where you don't feel a connection with the baby it's good for that just to kind of feel some physical connection where you're calming your baby um so there's a whole lot of benefits to it um 
and it's pretty simple. It's just kind of like, you know, when you've got them on your shoulder and you're rubbing their back, that's a kind of massage really that we, a lot of us do that we don't even realize we're doing it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, baby massage is, uh, anyone in the UK, I'd look it up. Um, there's, uh, paid groups you can join to do it. My wife finds it great because with lockdown and everything, it's not just the bonding with the baby. It's just like a, um, a way to meet other mothers and chat away whilst they're doing it. So she finds it very beneficial for her and, and our, our son. Yeah, no, I could definitely see doing a, a class, especially especially with my first one. It, there was no limit to the amount of information I was willing to take in. Like the the problem with that was that, you know, you run into people who tell you the wrong thing or they tell you, you know, they tell you something that worked for them. The the, the people that I had difficulty accepting child rearing dev- uh, advice from was actually my parents because <laughs> they would be like, oh, no, 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 no. What you have to do is you have to give them whiskey you know, and shake them violently <laughs> for 30 minutes and then they will, they'll, they'll nap. You know, you're like, no mom, things are different now. That's not <laughs> napping. That's passing out. Yeah. Right. That was 40 <laughs> years ago and I still have lasting effects. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> A- anything like that. That's, that was, that was one of the hardest things was, was just kind of weeding through a sea of information. So anytime mm. that I could, I don't know, anytime that I could get information from, I don't know, a trusted source or, you know, even even books, the books were good to read. And I'm 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 not much of a nonfiction reader at all. Like I will I will read fiction nonstop. But as soon as somebody says, well, here, read this, you know, this book with all this information. I'm like, oh, God, no, (laughs) it's like school all over again. Yeah, but uh, but I, I, you know, I devoured the baby stuff you know once it was once it was time for number two i didn't do any of it kind of felt like i kind of felt like we know how to do this no big deal of course you know there's there's different challenges with every kid so we got hit with none of the same challenges that you have with the first one but the second one was all like for us at least was all allergies and they they did both sleep fine so that was good but it's you know it almost feels like two completely different situations so then you know Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say then th- in, in that point, it kind of feels like, well, did would the book really help at all? Or was I just a more calm and centered father? Because I felt like I had information on my side mm. <laughs> with every kid being so different. Was the book actually necessary or did I just feel like I had more ammunition? I had more, more, more lifelines to call in. Yeah. So our, our big thing that we, we love to tell based off of the book thing is that um, pretty much don't read them is like our advice to people because right. you read one, it'll tell you like this method, you read another and it's not even like a different method. It's a different like ideology thought process altogether. They're not even like same playing field. They're just different. Right. Um, and so it's like, we're like, look, you're going to have a kid. You're, they're going to make life difficult in some ways. You love them enough not to feed them to the bears. And then they grow up and move back. <laughs> like your job is to survive. Welcome to you know, well, welcome to level one. Yeah. Um, every year is a level up, you know, as you're going. And not to put that like in a harsh term, like it's a bad thing, but like just being frank and like just straight with people, like, look, sure, it's not this is not gonna be a cakewalk, but it's as easy as you want to make it. Yeah, you know, um, it's as difficult as you want to make it. Um, like it was funny, I remember a time when watching so everyone knows um the first parent helicopter parent mode 
Mm. Oh God, they fell. Mm-hmm. Oh God, they fell. You know, and you gotta like run up by the yeah. by the third one. You're like, ah, oh, he's bleeding a little bit. You know, we'll put some super glue in it. <laughs> you know, like like right. you're you're trying to find other ways to stitch it up. Um, and you know, we're on our third now and done. We're we're not going past that number. Um, and and that's just our big advice is like, hey, don't don't read the book. Do your research on like how kids work mentally. Do that like research on psychology. But outside of that, the parenting books are just gimmicks and they're going to tell you a way and then your kid's going to come out and all the ways you learned how to do it are they're going to be a different type of kid. They're oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, they're especially not going to be like the, that. Yeah, especially with the phases. I mean, all yeah. kids go through quite similar phases in different stages of development, but how they respond to the techniques and dealing with them is definitely very different. With regards to the books, I never read a single one, but it was because growing up, I was one of seven kids. My mother and had very me popular. When she was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had me when I was when she was forty two, and then she had my little sister, who was about eighteen months afterwards. Um, so I grew up, and I remember seeing her deal with each of my siblings in slightly different ways in different situations, and then um, I became an uncle when I was still in primary school i forget how old i was but yeah um my niece was born and i saw how my brother was raising her and then my other brother had a kid and stuff so i was exposed to a lot of different parenting styles different situations and stuff so when it came to having my own i I mean i'm i didn't feel uber prepared or anything but i just already had it in my head thinking these kids are going to be very different to 95 plus percent of whatever any one of these books can right, tell me. Right. And I remember being in there's a store that's shut down now. It's a chain called Mother Care here in the UK. And so for our first, you know, me and my wife are walking around thinking, do we need this? We need this. And you always buy way too much shit that you know. And when it comes to your second and third, you're like, we oh, don't need that. Don't need that. Don't need that. But we fell, uh, you know, we, we fell into that trap of getting all these things. Like one of the one things that I think is the biggest waste, at least for us, was the room thermometer. Mm. With our first, like we're told, oh, you have to ensure that your the baby's whatever room they're in is, you know, within 0.5 of a degree of this. Otherwise, right. they'll be in danger. And so we, I was constantly checking, <clears throat> you know, going up even though there were soups, like checking this thermometer because it was just this one that was plastered to the wall. Yeah. Well, you want to make sure they're done in the middle. That's the important part. Yeah, or you get like that molten <laughs> lava or ice inside, and no one likes a bad human hot pocket. Uh, uh, and then there were specific ways you had to make sure there were blankets, how many layers oh, corresponding yeah. to how many layers they were wearing. You got to fold that pastry. Factor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it just had us on edge. And then when it came to our second, I was just like, if we can walk into that room, normally clothes and feel fine, the baby's asleep. Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're not stone cold. We're good. What right, in Norway? You know? <laughs> in Norway, babies get left out in, uh, I guess, what you would call trams. They get left out in the snow, in a tram what? in Norway. They and the kids take naps in the snow, in their in their in their trams. Wow! And they're just and and that's like that is like known, and the government is like knows this happens. Although the standard cultural thing. Oh yeah. What, what do you mean by a tram? A tram um, here is kind of like a train that goes. Sorry. The city um. What the word am I looking for? I'm trying to tr- so a, a baby carriage. The pram. Oh, pram, the pram, tram. Yeah. It's see, see, see. Okay. Oh. 
um, I had a completely different image. I Ram. thought people went out and got I, I was trying to. Like, I was trying to say something that I wouldn't have to explain. Pile in the snow. This, um, this tram is not cold no. enough. I'll put the fucking so windows. Pram, they take, they take a baby carriage sleep. and they they roll it outside with the baby in it and some blankets and let him sleep in the snow. <laughs> no, that's that's an environmental. You got to get used to that, I imagine. But but it goes against all the other stuff though you know like sure yeah it goes against everything <laughs> that i would believe you could do right. to raise a healthy child <laughs> yeah i i think that you know the crazy thing now is that i don't i'm not even sure what modern parents would necessarily be be doing for newborns like i said my my parents i'm the youngest so even at 42 you know my parents were were having kids 55 years ago and um their their methods were completely different than mine were, you know, just 11 years ago. My niece is about to have her first kid and that's I mean that's pretty wild and right. it, it I'm going to be a great uncle. I I actually already am <laughs> to to <laughs> my uh my nephew who is younger than her has has two kids already. So um I I am so I'm already a great uncle and I was a great uncle Wait, before. I just realized so am I. Yeah, Never don't know there me. you go. My niece has two kids. Congratulations! Wow, <laughs> but yeah, so she's about to have she she's about to have her first, and I'm thinking like, what? I wonder what, like, what is the what is the hack for her now? What is the have there have there been any you know hacks that were good enough that they became like technology? Had was there anything ever like advanced that you guys used to help with parenting? Or teaching that was like technology based i mean for me it was mostly just i don't know i, I just used a lot of music really i they had they had the rockabye baby series which is literally nursery rhyme versions of heavy metal stuff so you'd have like <laughs> yeah. tool rockabye yeah. and black sabbath and all that stuff and so i would put that on just imagine slayer doing bar bar black yes yeah. <laughs> we actually so use it's, it's all like xylophones and stuff but it's the songs. <laughs> it's like the the melodies of of you know actual rock songs right we use actually um cbb's bedtime that? stories which is a, you have that in oh, yeah, oh. Uh, well oh. do we <laughs> we're big doctor who people david Tennant did something we follow david Tennant. <laughs> nice. okay like he's only one <laughs> of eight actors y'all have over there anyways um <laughs> so um no so we we cbb's was big super big their bedtime story series um okay and it uh it's really i don't know it helps when like yes you want them to have a book read but you're like look i'm either gonna pass out reading us to sleep and i got things to do you know <laughs> 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 or like i can't mentally do anything um but that's been real helpful um along with like you know ipads and that type of stuff you know we're also big into music um uh Ours was a little different. Like we, I guess for us, we just introduced them to the music we listened to from when they were right. young. So they literally had show tunes and screamo from the ages of one and up. Like that, nice. that was it. Cause me and me and their mom are screamo kids. So that's, that's like our, that's our soul music, you know? Right. So it comes on with the, and then I got a new pair of slippers, you know, comes on right <laughs> after that, you know? <laughs> You know that is a, that is a well balanced musical diet. Oh right God, there. yes, it's it, it's 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 so weird. And now, like my kids are going through their their uh, BTS phase along with. So that's like 
they're going through their 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 was it a disc or rave style music dance music oh okay um some edm they're rocking yeah yeah, edm and then um their korean (laughs) music as well oh wow south korean whatever it is k-pop yeah yeah k-pop yeah not a fan not a fan of (laughs) k-pop maybe some baby metal but not not full-on k-pop um but no so we we just kind of let that go normally um so yeah there's not a lot of stuff that i mean you know there's not a lot of stuff that i used i don't know i like i said my oldest is 11 so i'm not in the teen years yet i have no idea what that's what that's gonna be like yeah right and and i and i know that there have definitely been some stuff that we've utilized um you know when my my partner melissa and i we are both divorced both have kids and we're you know living together blending families <gasps> so what's that <laughs> yes <Sorry. laughs> deep deep in the sin we are <laughs> um and and uh you know when you have kids that are raised in different households with different rules and then you bring them together under the same household there's like a mm. whole world of of dealing with how to you know, how come he's allowed to do this and I'm not, and we've never done it this way. And so one of the things that Melissa suggested that we do, which was uh, brilliant, was create a charter. So we actually have a, a physical piece of paper that we've created and we created it with the kids. And it's basically like a family constitution. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's not like a list of do's and don'ts and rules. It's just a it's just a list of like uh what is it how do i how do i how do i want to feel how do i want to be treated um what do what do i want in the in the house you know things like that and we you know all the kids you know contributed stuff that we then put together into general terms so it was like we want to feel safe um we want privacy we want you know and so whatever it was that the kids said you know i don't i don't want to talk to anyone if I don't want to. So there were all these, you know, information that they gave us. And we wrote all of these things that, you know, she put it in better language that can be easily understood and generalized, you know, not that hyper specific kid talk. Like I want, uh, you know, Dorito shell tacos every Tuesday. That's what I want. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but it, it really helped to be able to have something physical that everyone had ownership of everyone put input into it and then you can go back to it and say actually like this is this is the reason right here why i why i am doing this thing because it's in our team charter you know we call ourselves a team we do we do refer to ourselves as a family also but the the reason we because we specifically still you know i still say that we're all part of a family me and my you know ex-wife and co-parent like we'll always be a family and so you know here your family has gotten bigger but when it's the five of us under this house together we refer to ourselves as a team so that there's like not not necessarily lines but just a an understanding that we we are a family but it's it's a different unit when we're all together like when it's a daddy week mm. there's going to be different rules there's going to be more video games you know there's <laughs> things like that then um and having like a physical document to point to really helps. So that I would consider that a parenting hack. You do not have to be 
um, divorced or blending families to have one of those, because I think having personally, I think having your children's input on what makes them feel safe and heard is really important. And it's also good because you, you know, as parents, it's not a kid charter, it's a team charter. So the whole family puts input in. So when I say, you know, this is, I, I want to be respected, you know, I want to feel respected that gets to go in there too. And like everyone gets held Mm. to the same accountability. So I think that's, that's a really good one, man. Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm going to actually use that because, um, there's been a bit of conflict between Oakley and Elsie recently. He's six and she's four, almost five now. And they're, they're often at odds about how they want to do certain things. And, right. you know, there's been times where they're slipping with certain house rules and stuff. And Elsie, especially, she's your typical moody little girl at the moment. Um, and some advice that we got from, uh, I forget who it was from, someone involved, I think it was someone from the school we were talking to, um, where... It can be hard as a parent sometimes to try and handle those situations, especially if they're playing up, um, you know, tantrums or whatever. Yeah. And it can be hard not to just take that adult minded logical approach to trying to dissolve the situation when it's easy to forget. Well, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes you forget that their young minds and their brains are still developing and they're at a point where they're very emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. Logic can fly out of the window and you've got to you've got to hone in on that emotional aspect of it and kind of angle it in that way so anything um like we've recently been having them describe to us it's like if something's upset you tell us how you feel about it and um there's like a system saying these weather so they could say do you feel like there's a dark cloud above you or do you feel like the sun's shining on you something nice especially stuff they like drawing mm-hmm so I've been doing that recently with them and saying, like, if you were drawing me a picture right now about this situation, what would that picture look like? Um, and that's been working well. So, you know, Elsie will draw me a dark cloud and then she'll draw these like, things she wants to do. And in her mind, you know, they're a concept of time being so almost non-existent, you know, compared to what we have. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that helps. So, yeah. Um, I'm kind of going off a question that David's left us here. We're saying, um, what was it? How do you, how do you teach your, which one was it? How do you, what do you guys do to keep your cool when the kids are fucking about? <laughs> That's a funny bluntly. Yeah. It's a brilliant one because that is something every single parent is going to have to deal with. So that's my response to that is, and it kind of ties into what you were just saying. And that, I think that's a, so thank you. That's a way I can level that up. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so what yeah. about you guys? If they're really, you know, the tantrums are going on, and to you it's something like, oh my God, this is petty shit. Just stop. To a kid's mind, that's not going to work. So, how would you approach kind of an emotional blowout over something? <laughs> so, so again, three girls, all from 11. It's, yeah, it's age and gender um, related, I imagine. It, it, I, I believe, well, yeah, yes and no. Um, <laughs> I have 11, soon to be nine. No, we also no. know you don't really mince words yeah. or take any shit either. So I'm very interested to hear what Clay does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Um, so like I mine with them is like, look, are you the hero? Are you the villain? Which one are you right now? Because mm. right now you're acting like the mm. villain. Um, so don't get mad when people treat you like shit. Just do you, you are doing something. Someone has told you to stop. Like, so it, it's usually with my oldest. Um, she'll do something to the other ones and then they'll react quickly 
like kids do and she'll get herself like socked like the eight-year-old will haul off and hit her and be like i said no <laughs> you know right and and like an eight-year-old does after pushed button so much we deal with consent in this household well and that's no is no <laughs> in our home period mm-hmm. that goes for me and my kids no is no end of story we're done you know and so when one of our girls says no and then they keep responding and trying to get the same thing we're like look you've been a villain you really expected them to have a better response to you um and so for me it's it's very much like black and white like look um you can be upset um but you don't get to hurt other people while you're upset just plain white you can cry you can scream in your pillow i don't care what you do um but you you can go and and do that but you don't get to hurt other people while doing it yeah black and white plain and simple that's that's giving them that awareness of an element of control of your emotions which is a long road oh i'm I'm, my eldest is six but i imagine it's a long long road it is but it's also so like um we don't bring down the house with us Mm. so you can go outside and go to your bedroom those are your free 100 percent spaces you can do whatever the hell you want to do in there you want to scream you want to toss your crap fine i don't care you know like that's your stuff. You're going to make the decision for those things. But if they break, it's on you. You know, it's just simple black and so so take basically giving them authority over their safe space and going here are your perfectly safe spaces. Not that outside their room in those areas aren't safe. It's just if right. you're going to scream and yell in the living room with your other siblings and they're they're okay and you're just doing it to try to bring them down, we're not going to do that. You know, yeah, because you you can't censor that kind of outburst right. entirely. You know, no kid is ever gonna. You, you can't just switch that off, right? You know, it's human nature, especially when they're young of developing. There's gonna be the need, that internal primal need to scream and or um, not break something, maybe. But yeah, that's that sounds healthy to me to give them that space to do it. Because I mean, we think back to us as kids, yeah. You slam doors when you're moody, especially as a teenager. You know, you want to thump that pillow or you want to rip something in half or just, there's something. There needs to be some kind of release. Um, I, when I was uh, when I was 14, going on 15, I took up jujitsu. And um, that helped with me because I was being bullied a lot of the time and I needed an outlet to, especially because I was the victim of violence <clears throat> from bullies. Not really bad, but enough where I wanted an outlet. Mm-hmm. so i do that and that helped i know some dads who are boxers and they've got boxing equipment you know like the uh, punching bag at home and like i said it's a, it's a primal thing where they need some kind of physical way to let that out so yeah i respect that a space where they can do that and kind of get out to calm down it's better than just saying in my opinion it's better than just saying no you can't lash out in any way shape or form ever in any place that's we, just bottling it up and i think we have certain things with that you're probably gonna cause yourself a bigger blowout we, down the line, so maybe. we we do have one or two things like that like don't get mad when you deliberately did something to hurt someone else mm. like you can't get mad at it didn't go to your your plan all the way you can be upset about it yeah but don't that's go been a big one for me don't recently, go actually. losing it we're not basically it's it's kind of don't cry over spilt milk but we're changing that a little bit mm. it's more so look um that's that don't waste your tears on that basically don't waste a full spectrum of emotion on this thing 
waste, like guard your emotions pretty much knowing yeah. when to give full emotion to that. I know it's big right now. I understand that, but like, this isn't worth the whole thing, you know? Um, mm. This is more so of like a, that really sucks, you know? Um, and of course that comes with talking through stuff and doing shit like that and everything as well. Um, but there are things where me and my wife are both alike. Hey, that is, I'm sorry that happened, but you know, it's been two hours, three hours now. Why are you still upset? Like, because yeah. your sister told you no. And you're still upset about yeah. that. Like, that's like, what the heck? Yeah, you just reminded me of something Oakley was going through uh, about a year or so ago where he wanted to do something that was, um, in his mind, a great idea. I forget what the exact example is, but I'll just talk in general terms. So he wanted to do something. I had to say no. And he got upset about it. He took it kind of personally because in his mind, he had this grand plan and with right. like a goal at the end, you wanted to achieve something, whatever it was. And we had to tell him no for whatever reason, because it was a simple, whether it was due to safety or um, whatever. And immediately afterwards, um, it was like a couple of weeks phase and it's kind of creeping back in now. And he'd get upset and he said to me, my plans are rubbish. Um, <laughs> and No, no he was proper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really hit me in the feels when he first said it. It was like, my plans Papa, are rubbish. My, my plans, plans are, not, are not working. And I thought I, I could sense in it. I didn't want him to grow up lacking confidence. That's one of the big things for me as a dad, yeah, is yeah. raising them to be right. confident with what they do. And with that uh, comes the need for them to learn that in life, you are going to fail at certain shit. And at a young age like that, you, it's not. It's going to be a mountain, which you know, to us, it's a molehill. Um, so that's an interesting angle on all this as well is how would you, um, help them understand, um, that failure in certain things is a part of life. Cause for me, I, I said to him, look, there are times when you want to achieve certain, some things and for whatever reason, it's not going to work out, but you need to think about it in different ways. So I just got down with him and <clears throat> the way I thought of it, and it kind of helped was whatever it was he wanted to do at the time, whether it was coloring in a coloring book or learning a new word or something like that. I tried to think, um, are there multiple ways that he can achieve this? And if there are, I'll say, okay, hold up. Before we get started, I'm going to give you three options. These are the ones I thought of. If you have any of your own, let's talk about them. And he loved it. He was really engaged by it. And it helped. Like I said, that, that phase only lasted a couple of weeks when he was about five years old. And I was I was tooting my own horn here, but I was really impressed with it. So like, yes, this is actually paying off better than I thought it would. Because all of a sudden, he was handling those situations a lot better. He wasn't getting quite as bound up. And he was, on a couple of occasions, he came back to me and said, Daddy, I, I wanted to do this, and um, it didn't work. So I did this instead, and now it's working. Um like like a Lego build, for example, he wanted to build a certain kind of mm. car and it wouldn't work because it didn't have the right parts. So he decided to change the kind of vehicle and change the story of the play he come up with for that. Um, I'm rambling a little bit, but you get what I mean. Uh, giving them options and like teaching right. them to uh, kind of approach situations in a variety of ways before they go ahead. Well, well that's also that also falls into like teaching them leadership. Yes, um, yes, so because yes. leadership is learning how to be last before mm -hmm. leading 
in my like at least that's how i was taught you have to be willing to be at the back of the line and be, that being okay before you ever can want and truly be good at the front of the line you know leading mm -hmm. in you have to be okay with that not that you have to like it no one likes being last no one likes being you know any of that that sucks um but being at peace with it being you know mm -hmm. having that inner peace that this is okay um, like my oldest, she is a natural born leader, um, which can look like bullying sometimes to other kids. Cause she goes in and it's like, I have a plan. Here's how it's going to execute. We got five minutes to do it this way, three minutes to argue. And we're back to plan. You know, like she's already <laughs> like the kids debating her on it. And like, she's incredibly intelligent and I fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I love it. I'm like really proud. And I'm like, God damn it. Right. Um, it won't be long before she takes over and then you're in trouble. She's going to oh, no. get you with that. Oh one no, no, no. It's already almost there. <laughs> like, like, like well, she's 11 and it's almost there. Um, and it's my fault. She is me. Um, she doesn't mince words either, which I'm okay with a strong woman just being very direct, you know? Um, but, but no, so, but like my big thing with her is since she's the oldest in the house, it's like, yes, we want to give her responsibility, but we have to, we have to, we have to set up scenarios, not that are designed to let her to design to make her fail, but are designed with a higher rate of failure and showing her in those moments that, Hey, you can accomplish this. It's going to take work. But if you don't, we're going to teach you how failing in this is okay. You know, well, that's yeah, that's a I mean, that's going to be a big deal that I think that's a big deal for any kid to know that. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, gaming has been a big aspect for me of of teaching them how to um, how to fail and learn and come back. And it, it's whether it's been a video game or a board game. We have this forbidden uh, series that we play forbidden desert, forbidden Island. And yeah. it's these games where you're a team and you all have different abilities and you have to find all the pieces you need for your ship before or the, the game wins or the game wins. Yeah. Before <laughs> the, the Island sinks or whatever. Um, and when, you know, when you lose, um, it's it's hard for you know kids to deal with losing in a scenario like that and it, it that game those games have been one of those things where it actually like everyone has their moment of frustration because we didn't win and then we're like you know if i had done this if we had done this maybe we should try this next time um uh, and it becomes a learning experience and even with um video games you know my oldest just got the new uh ori will of the wisps 2 on the oh. switch which oh, is yeah. like platforming right and he he's he's a Fortnite kid he likes you know he liked he liked all those times when he got a chance to play warfare with me of, of uh no yeah warfare no cod call of duty's uh war zone war zone thank you oh my god it's been that it's been that long since i played <laughs> that, it i forgot what it that's was that's like that's that's almost as bad as me saying fathers of the frontier instead of fathers of the voyage <laughs> right. throwback sorry about that again anyway that's continue. okay <laughs> sorry again fathers of the void um but you know it's it, he he went from being uh more of a battle royale kind of kid and then he started yeah. playing these games on the switch and it's like nothing that he's ever played before until i started showing him the old nintendo games i'm like this is all it was was platforming man right um and he's gotten to the point where he will get so frustrated because now it's not about you know a team dynamic it's not a, it's not something where like he enjoys finding the issues now and assessing the problem and coming at it from a new angle but when it's still just him 
playing a game, he gets so frustrated and I have to remind him to breathe. And I just try and remind, you know, I don't want to harp on him. I don't want to hound him and say, stop getting so angry. But I, you know, I tell him the more you get frustrated, right? The less fun you're having, and this is supposed to be fun. So think about it logically. Think about what's, what's the thing you need to do. Is it about timing? Is it about a different ability? Is it about a different weapon? And like really, like form his logical thinking around this game in order to problem solve. And it has extended to school life and these passion projects that he has to do in school. Like, are you going to be able to do what? Can you complete a whole game in one night, no matter how fun it is? He's like, no, probably not. And all right. So we've got to work at this project a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit the next day, pretty soon you'll be at the final boss, you know? And it's and he he gets that concept and it's actually made a difference. Gaming, <laughs> gaming and problem solving in games has made a difference in the rest of his life because he views things with that attitude. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Gaming can help your kids in a um, very productive way. Oh, it yes. definitely can, especially when a controller battery dies and one starts demanding the youngest controller on <laughs> Minecraft. And then the ah. other two when gang up on the oldest one and blow up her apartment. Um, I've witnessed. I witnessed. I, I, I can't make this shit up. I escalated okay? quickly. I can't make it up. I really can't. Oh, they will spawn lava in a heartbeat right over top oh, of that God. house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and it, it, gaming That's does. Awesome. Gaming really, really does. Um, it also shows you, like... It sh- to me, it, it's also a good use as a parent to see where their strengths are. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, point. like, my oldest plays games like um, Slime Rancher, um, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was hoping you'd say that. Um, Stardew Valley, never heard of it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Have you met me before? <laughs> and um, what was the other one? And, sh- and she's also real big into... Um, uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons on the Switch, you know, on like managing how everything's going and all this stuff with that. Um, but my middle channel, Undertale, Overwatch, Rocket League, more precision driven things. And she's actually quite good at them. My oldest is not quite good at, at those precision things but she's a long game mm-hmm. thinker so she can plan out okay i have to harvest this here to make money here to do this here and if i sell this it'll up the right here and down the right here you know she's good at that long game stuff not so much the right here and right now so getting to see that is like okay one's better at math because she can quickly break it down in her head you know the other one has a long form math because she has to write it out slower because she's thinking nine steps ahead of herself all the time Mm-hmm. So getting to see that, because one, we homeschool too. So getting to see that's like, oh, okay. So that approaches with that. That approaches how they think and how they do things a little bit, you know, um, and just how their personality kind of is. Like middle child. I, you know, I'd never given that any thought. Yeah, there's, dude, yeah, there's like a lot of kids would respond to different games differently. There's, there's psychology to everything, dude. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's nuts that, you know, um, like if you want kids to play along if you want to see if kids can actually play together put them in minecraft together and watch that shit happen um (laughs) right like like it's either going to go really well and they're going to build like the mona lisa in nine minutes together you know full color or someone's dying someone's been bedlocked and another person's trapped (laughs) in the nether 
you know, <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I mean, um, gaming, gaming can tell you a lot. Um, I, you know, of course, age appropriate, I would suggest, but like, you know, um, also with that, some kids can play different games. Again, you know, my kids play some shooter games that they're not really supposed to, but they're, they can handle it one of them can't so they don't play that game yeah no i i have made a a, a pretty solid commitment to uh, allowing the kids to play more mature titles like teen titles yeah my old my oldest who's 11 you know he'll he'll watch stuff that i'm doing but i don't necessarily there's there's aspects of the story modes and things that's usually when i'm like i don't want you to play this game alone because there's stuff in the story mode that i think you know maybe requires uh, a little bit more right a little bit more age behind you it's the same thing i tell him with the internet when he's like i want a computer in my room i'm like that's <laughs> great um <laughs> I'm all for you being introduced to this world a little bit at a time. You do not need to go straight to midgets and donkeys. Okay. <laughs> Let's even <laughs> not that he would on purpose, but even by accident, we've all clicked on that link and regretted it. But you still speak for yourself, man. <laughs> Regrow, okay. Whatever floats your okay. boat. <laughs> I, I don't judge, but I'm not getting on board. <laughs> I shouldn't say midgets either. That's wrong. <laughs> Little people. Oh, uh, it's some of this other stuff that David's put here in the chat. A whole lot. It's, it's a, a whole, whole lot. lot. It's so many things. <laughs> so many oh, things. God. Getting them to clean up after themselves. Jesus. Yeah. I still have problems with that. Hey, man. It's all right. You know, I think it's good as well if we talk about things we still have problems with. Because then that will sure. get conversation going when people say, oh, these guys said they have a problem. Well, I've got a good tip on, you know. I had to get the kids to clean up, etc. Sorry, I'm having to go a bit mobile because my back is shit today. So I'm just walking around. For, that's that's okay. I'm gonna, we're going to put all of this in the episode, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I will take one side note out of it a little bit. Um, my, my kids now, Mike, just to let you know, now come uh -huh. up to me and go, I must ask you a question because of you. So oh. just so you know, that is one of their new favorite things. That's wicked. <laughs> Wicked. That is awesome. So, that makes me feel good. I've got a clucky. I've, I've got a clucky hoodie lined up for when people really start to understand who clucky is. If clucky starts to make a bit more of a splash, I've got a wicked clucky hoodie lined up for the podcast merch. Hell yeah! Oh man, it's it's, it's so it, it looks really really cool. Um, what else was I going to say? Do you guys do you guys have any any tech that you use? So for example, like one of the things um, with my my son who has ADD and he's six and he was a little bit behind with his reading, right? But he's a massive gamer. And there was this app called Teach Monsters, which I used for him, which basically is probably the best gamification I've seen um, in terms of uh, education. Because so many of these things are like barely disguised. You know, they're just really um, like crappy kind of, uh you know they 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 they, they, they the game the games on them aren't great so it doesn't it's not that, that inspiring but this one called teach monsters excuse me it's only okay it only cost five pounds but we used it during lockdown because i can't get him to read a damn book in his life but <laughs> he but during lockdown where it was all just literally us doing it you know the, the teachers were right. ready the first time around he he actually jumped up in his reading 
um, ahead of his some ahead of some of his other schoolmates. Okay. Um, and the other thing we do, one of the things that I do, and my kids all have phenomenal reading, is because is because from the very beginning, from as soon as they could understand the concept of where a word is, we keep subtitles on the TV on permanently. Same. It just does so. It does such wonders for their reading. I don't know what what it's like for you, Clay. How, if, it, if you had the same same effect, but my kids are just they they they're really confident, really good readers. Um, and it's partly because one of mine is one of mine is a confident reader. The other is like I'm fairly certain she just plays stupid because like <laughs> she can she'll, she'll 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 mess up every now and then and read like a ten. 12 13 14 letter word well when i'm struggling with it and i'm like motherfucker i know you know how to read right you know like and then she's like i don't know how to spell dog i'm like you're 11 like that that's that's day one honey like come how on is, no, how, she, it, how are they oh sorry go on no go ahead go ahead no, I was going to ask how are they with how are they with the time? Because mine had real problems with the time. Do you guys have you guys had any any kind of um, not any? Have you guys have you guys had any any of your kids had problems telling the time or how like how you? Oh, been so able to... mine m- most of mine cannot read a classic clock. Okay. Like like for the most, it's just not unless it has the numbers. They're not good with Roman numerals. You know, although most things don't have Roman numerals on them anymore, anyways. Um. But yeah, they're they're not the greatest. And I'm going to be very honest. Like, we have a Google Home and an Alexa. So all they have to do is like, hey, blah, blah, blah. What time is it? You know? <laughs> and it's yeah, just going to yeah. be like, you know, so like, yeah, we've taught them how. But <laughs> at the same time, by the time they're our age, they're going to think what time it is and Alexa's going to pop up, you know? Right. There's Fucking, a- it's this time, you know? There's a little bit of a parenting hack um, that I have, again, from the lovely Melissa. Um, We refer to Alexa as girlfriend whenever we're talking (laughs) about her so that we don't accidentally set her off. So so we have taught the kids to be like, I think girlfriend needs to be reset or can can we play um, Imagine Dragons on girlfriend? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And then they're like, Alexa, something like that. (laughs) Oh, and Alexa. Oh, we have one. Well, but it just pisses me off when you're talking about it. it pops up. So, no, I didn't want your attention. I, God, feels so yeah. obvious now. Yep. So thank you. Yeah. Pitch yeah, girlfriend is the way to go. I don't think she'd want to use that term. But yeah. What time is it? I don't know. Ask girlfriend. <laughs> go ask um, your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, any, 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 we'll call the like maid that. or something. Chica, ask the maid. There you go. <laughs> ask Nan. How very British of you to Nan. go from girlfriend to maid. <laughs> She's like, assisting the family like, on a daily basis. So, she like, is, let's talk yeah. it about her maid. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the. What, Sorry, what really you set that one up too I much. Did. I apologize. I did. <laughs> Man, well, Brits are good at one thing it's handling banter. Go for it. What really sold me on Alexa was when I found out you could connect Spotify to play music rather yeah. than using Amazon music because <gasps> mm-hmm. ev- the kids would always ask for songs and they'd be like, I'm sorry, you need to oh. have a- a- Amazon Music Unlimited. And my my youngest would be like, yes. 
and then I would get charged ten dollars for that month, and we would have Amazon Music Unlimited for a month. But if you if you connect your spot, I think you have to have it open on your phone, and then you tell girlfriend to connect to your Spotify. She'll do it, and then when you ask music for it, you can you the first time you do it, you set it as a preference, and it says playing, you know playing funk your yankee blue jeans on michael's spotify <laughs> does it connect to apple music and, i have that uh it might like it might. My, actually fun fact earlier tonight my wife <laughs> dropped a bit of information on me that I, I wish i'd known sooner i was basically trying to tell the alexa to um volume down and the tv volume down i was like wait what um because i mean just to clarify i was watching snooker yeah, how very British. I was watching Snooker on the TV and I had it all the way volume down because I just watching. I was trying to get Jasper to sleep at the same time, rocking him. We had the Alexa on playing uh, bird song, you know, like his background songs. Right. And it was really loud. It was like volume eight or something. I was like, wow, this is not, it's like I'm in the fucking tree. This is too loud. So I said, Alexa, volume, <laughs> uh, volume four. And then the TV went from mute to volume four. I was like, what? Now our remote. It's a Sony Bravia, and the remote has a voice search feature on it. I was like, I don't remember setting this up. I didn't know it could um, just go for my voice. I know I had to press the button first. And my wife didn't say anything at first. And this happened like three or four times. I said, right. I'm, she watched me take the fucking TV remote into the other room and come back. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's probably fixed it. I need to look to the TV settings because it's fucking, there's, there's a crossover happening here. And it still happened. And she said, I said, I wonder if the Alexa is set up to the TV. Did I? Because I know my memory can be shit at times. I said, did I link the Alexa to the TV? Can you do that? And she said, oh, yeah, I did it yesterday. Look, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the last 10 minutes of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You did this on purpose to me. How dare maybe, you? Maybe. But yeah, I'm, I am. I tell you what, I'm currently struggling uh with the the cleaning up after themselves and it's it's mo- it's only the seven-year-old that's it and um you know i'm pretty lenient with him because he was he was four when we got the divorce so he's his world was really uprooted my oldest was seven and he 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 didn't like it but he understood what was happening and you know their mom and I are, are still, you know, good friends and we talk and, you know, we communicate and we put the kids first and all that stuff. But for a seven year old, it's still pretty hard. So um, I, I let him get away with a lot. And it's especially when it's like toys, because I also know he's kind of like at the apex of toy play right now. And it's slowly like over the next couple gonna of years, it it's going to wane. Gone. Yeah. So when he wants to bust out the Star Wars toys and stuff and bring them downstairs into our library, which is only we we call it the library now because I built bookshelves in there for the books, but there's no other furniture in there besides a record player and a stand. That sounds really wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. To take him to the library. No, I built shelves because my woman has books aplenty. The second left Um, after the drawing room. (laughs) And to go through the foyer. slap the butler he won't mind <laughs> he kind of likes it you you do you um 
But anyway, he'll bring all this shit down into the first floor. And I'm like, you have your own bedroom. Like, that's something they have here that they don't have at their mom's house. They share a bedroom in her house. And here they each have their own. But he will not like he won't play in it. He'll make a mess in it. And then he'll carry whatever he wants to play downstairs. And I kind of let their rooms be whatever their rooms are going to be. But every once in a while, I'll suggest like, hey, do you are, do you want to clean your room? Because daddy will help you if we dedicate some time to cleaning your room. And if he says no, fine, fuck it. I'll close the door. But it, when he starts dragging stuff downstairs, that's when I'm like, okay, you can leave this down here and you can play with it all weekend. But Sunday night, before we go up for a bath, you're going to have to clean everything up and daddy will help. But it has to go upstairs. No questions, no arguments. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't always work. I mean, and there are times where he'll throw a shit fit about having to carry stuff up. And I, I try to be firm with him, but it's also... It also gets to the point where I'm like, how is it? Is it worth it? Like, am I really going to ruin him because I'm not making him pick up all of his toys or he's spread stuff so far and wide that I don't remember there's stuff in the basement. There's stuff under the coffee table. There's stuff on the couch and I'll find it the next day. You know, when it's wait, not there, we can anymore. find and missing then... toys the next day. <laughs> Are you yes, a wizard? <laughs> oh, we've had stuff missing for months before I found it. Like, Jesus Christ. I looked here three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I have made a deal with dark forces <laughs> to be able to find out. I never step on Legos. It's amazing. Um, now watch, because I said that, I'll step on the sharpest Lego that's ever been made. <laughs> that one random uh, D4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just fucking straight up, right to go right in your foot. Um, but it, but it's hard. Like I, so my my only hack, and and, and even that, it works like. 50% of the time, you know, maybe 60% of the time is that I say, look, I will help you, but we need to plan a time when we're going to do it. We're going to do it after dinner, before bath. We're going to get all the toys. I'll bring the laundry basket down. I don't care. You can fill the laundry basket and I'll help carry it while you're shuffling stuffed animals and pillows back up to your room, but it has to get done. And that's, that's the most successful I've had. Um, you know, uh, the other two are, are 10 and 11. They're getting a little better about picking up after themselves um although the 10 year old her room is always a mess and the 11 year old i don't think is is physically capable of making a mess he's like <laughs> he's got that he's got that ocd kind of inherited from his grandmother my mom and me where it's like if his stuff is out of place he will fix it before he leaves the room <laughs> so i don't think he ever has to clean up after himself but but yeah i don't know if you guys have any sort of any sort of other hacks for getting kids to clean up their shit i'm all ears because i i struggle other than offering my assistance and him knowing that it'll be a grand old time because daddy's gonna you know sing songs I'm and well open for tips on that because obviously mine are at the younger side of things four and six and now baby where even simple things where you know like whether when they've eaten at the table remembering it's that's the key with mine at the moment they don't it's not that they don't want to do it it's just that they seem to forget that it's a simple uh house rule that when you finished take it to the right. sink or the dishwashers i leave it open on purpose so i said i let them know that dishwasher's dirty when you're done take it in there and more than half the time it doesn't and it's just one of those little things adds to the daily frustrations apparently i'm like come on you know daddy's got all this shit going on i'm already doing five or six chores whatever just please take right. it and yeah so that for me i mean i've tried the reward thing 
and recently I've got to the point where I've even made the threat. I'm like, right, if you don't take your plate away today, I'm getting a bin bag. I don't know what you call them in the States. I'm, like, I'm getting a bin bag. And, and if you've left shit out and you've not tied it up after yourself, it's going. I don't want to continue that. I know that there has to be a, a little thing. Maybe I can try it. Yeah, I definitely try to avoid like threatening yeah, to go there. do anything like to take stuff away. If you don't pick up this I mean, toy, it's worked. I'm throw it away. It's worked. It's gotten to get off the rest and do it. But I'm sure. like, I don't want to be. That's not how I want it. I don't want that to yeah, be the norm yeah, yeah. in the house at all. I mean, yeah, terrorism always works. <laughs> so that's <laughs> you don't you don't want to have to succumb to that. Um, no, I've just tried to make you know I've tried to you know, do logic like with the rinsing plates off and stuff like that and putting them in the dishwasher. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm the one that washes the dishes. Like that is that is something I do every night. Or mine? if I'm lazy in the morning, <laughs> I do a lot. I, do, I also I do, do windows. Um, no, it's just it's another one of those OCD mm. things, man. I don't. Um, I do not. I do not wait. Sometimes Melissa will do it and I'm always very grateful when she does, but it's actually something that I kind of enjoy. It's like a good sense of accomplishment, but, but I don't want to do it because there's like 18 bowls and four, you know, orange juice cups and, you know, six to, and I'm like, there's three kids. How did you make so many plates? (laughs) So, you know, I I've honestly, I've just kind of tried to reason with them when it comes to that. I'm just like, look, I would, I would really appreciate it if you could rinse off your plate and put it in the dishwasher when it comes back, because daddy is the one that washes all the dishes. And it just, it just saves me that extra minute. And then I can play with you or it saves me that extra minute. And then we can do video games. Like I just try and reason with them. And uh, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, it, it, the 11 year old again 11 and 10 year old they're great they rinse their shit off they put it in the dishwasher the seven-year-old still like leaves it on the dining room table and i'm like dude where's your plate supposed to go and he's like Ugh. and i'm like yeah well you're tired of hearing it i'm tired of saying it and i'm like <laughs> oh my god i am my father <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm getting a, a thing where a, a thought where it's tying it back into that emotional thing again this i'm, I'm really glad we had this conversation man this is almost like therapy it is therapy. <laughs> That's good. It should yeah, be. Man. I mean, I'm, 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 I need to practice what I preach. I suppose there's some things where they're not doing things, and I'm getting frustrated. And I think if if I'm teaching them to express their feelings towards things in a certain way, perhaps perhaps that's something I should try with things they're not doing. And say, look, you, there's a reason you need to be doing this, and it's because I, I find myself going in a trap of adult thinking mode, and I'm saying. It needs to be done. It's easy. So there's no reason why you can't be doing it. That's not going to work. It's clearly not working. So maybe approaching it in a way of saying, when you don't do this, I feel like this. And if you wanted me to do this and you would feel like this, you know, better psychology angle behind it might Mm -hmm. help. So thank you again. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I'm glad anything I do could help because I, you know, <laughs> I, I like many other fathers, I'm sure, have felt completely ill-equipped to do the job. You know, I, when oh, I yeah. was when I was a kid, I wanted to be a dad. I knew I would be a fun dad. I knew I would be a good dad. Like I knew I would be a hero dad and not like a villain dad. Um, but when the day actually comes that the mm. that the positive test shows up on the P stick and you're like fuck I, <laughs> you've I got can't. good cop bad cop coming ahead of you whether you're right or not yeah and I just you know I I've I'm like am I am I good enough can I handle this can I do it 
will I pass on bad shit? Will I not pass on good shit? Damn it. Why did, you know, why did I not listen to my dad when I had the chance, you know, like all those things just flood and then it becomes a huge weight. So, you know, Mm. I, I mean, this is another, it's another reason why, you know, dads need to to chat up about the serious stuff sometimes because it it can it can help you figure out oh yeah this is great i'm glad i learned some of those dad hacks and that link you sent me are for like babies and shit and there's shit that i saw that i was like damn it why didn't i think of that i knew (laughs) right yeah it's so it's so good i mean some of the things were in there you know what do you want to run down some of the stuff on this list real quick or no Okay, I, I just there were just there were briefly there were some things in here that I think were were there, there was, any to do with food? If not, pick any that's good. Oh, let's see. Anything Food's a big one. I wanna, oh wanna yeah. Oh, like trying new food. Ugh. Yes. No, there's like oh, the, there's like this. It's not medicine. It's Pepsi. Like pretending you're giving them that a. That was so Pepsi. funny. <laughs> describe that. Go on, describe there, that one. I so laughed when I saw it's, that. It's a picture of a little kid. He's probably he's probably less than two, you know. And um, the 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 mom is holding a Pepsi can, but holding the medicine in her hand as well. The straw is in the medicine, but it looks like it's in the Pepsi it's can, hidden in the hand. Yeah, behind and the can. Is she straight up sleight of handing this 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 medicine? Yeah, because my to this kids kid. have had that where I don't want them to be um, eating or drinking certain crap that I yeah. treat myself to when they're young. But then they see, you know, monkey see, monkey do. They they want what you've yeah, got. Man, that's so and the- that's hard. <laughs> Which is another one of the hacks in here that I have actually done. Um, I Go don't. It's uh, hiding your candy in the bag of uh, frozen vegetables in the freezer. Yeah. So hiding your Snickers bars or whatever in the bag of frozen peas. Yeah. Because they totally... open that fridge and they see all that crap oh, yeah. in there, man. That's uh, we have a couple of shelves in the fridge that are for snack bars and stuff. And whenever they yeah. say, "Can we have a snack?" I'm like, "Go get some fruits in the fruit bowl." I'm like, but there's chocolate in the fridge. I'm like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> You don't touch for the chocolate. Me. That's emergency so like, well, chocolate. You can have it. Why can't I? But uh, at, uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. And they and they don't, you know, they don't realize. You want them to make good decisions, and you know, mm-hmm. I should be healthy enough that I am a living example to them. But sometimes, right? If if you don't get your chocolate, things can go sideways real fast. <laughs> Um, keeping your toddler busy by letting them paint the fence with water. Um, That's brilliant. It's very brilliant. I like that. It does not work inside though, because then they just make your drywall all wet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, this like using a fitted sheet at the beach. I never thought of that. I showed this, I showed this picture to Melissa and she was like, Oh yeah, duh. And I was like, could you, I I didn't know. (laughs) Um, It's basically a fitted upside down. And then they use like the coolers and the bags and everything. So it creates like a little, walled sheet fortress on the beach which is kind of right. nice keep the sand out um just wait for the beach ball to come bouncing in and destroy the whole operation right and they're like <laughs> well, when they come back from the water and they climb into it they're gonna get sand in it anyway though um let's see let's see oh just cardboard boxes i mean that's a life hack right, right there like letting the kid draw inside the cardboard box i never thought uh, of that the amount of shit during lockdown when we've had stuff delivered or oh yeah we giving the kids <laughs> boxes to draw on and stuff i like um we made i don't know if i mentioned it one of the other episodes where we uh we got this uh, our my father-in-law was kind enough to help us get a couple of things for the back garden which um like a swing set and a slide so they came with big boxes and what i did because my son was so into space uh-huh. as i've talked about in other episodes we 
unfolded it together and then we got glue and tin foil i don't know what you call it aluminum foil i guess aluminum aluminum foil that is not how anyway it's so we turned it into a space station i was teaching him about the space station so we nice. created one and then it was great for a day or two and then he got bored of it and then it was just this big hunk of junk that we had to take to the yeah, recycling facility and it's like i the, the guys working there got a great laugh out of it so yeah yeah, this was a project at home. Now I'm <clears> sick <throat> of the sight of the damn thing. Sorry. Go on. No, you're good. This this is <laughs> this is kind of cool, but again, it's a little it's a little late for me. Starting in kindergarten, put your child's graduation year on a large T-shirt and then take their picture in the same shirt every year at the first of school to watch them grow it's up. It's a cool idea, but I know I'm not going to be able to remember that. I'll, it, I'll it's forget. a it is a cool idea. My 11 year old is already in, in an adult large, though, so I would love to see his senior picture <laughs> in an adult large. Um here's one that I don't actually like is giving them monster spray to deal with the scary monsters, which is like what? just a bottle. It's just a bottle of water and it's decorated with like, and it says monster spray on it, but it says, give them, give them this to help them battle scary monsters at night. I'm not going to mm. tell them that there's actually scary monsters nah, at night. Nah, and they the wrong need angle for me spray. too. And if you don't, if you don't pick your shit up, daddy's going to take the monster spray. <laughs> <laughs> And then what are you gonna do? Your food, <laughs> monster bait, kid. Being my fear, not respect, right there. That's right. Oh, monster bait sounds weird too. <laughs> monster bait, yeah. That let's not. So let's cut that portion out. That's when you do it real um, angry, like. I mean, to come full circle, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> from when we first started, you know, uh, with with the with the silly salmon bullshit, you know, <laughs> salty salmon. Jerk it. <laughs> Tasty. God. A little bit fishy. So I like this. Um it's their own. Give give your kid a, a list. Uh when you can't find your Taste glasses. Taste like trout, get the fuck out. Sorry. <laughs> that is a different life hack. <laughs> go, uh, go on. Go on. <laughs> when you can't find Oh, <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Keep on licking. This is probably the most not I safe, or not non-family <laughs> friendly episode we've ever done. I don't. Yeah, uh, I'm leaving it all in. Yeah, um, that's what she said. Okay, let's just leave it there. That was terrible. God <laughs> Almighty! Like, uh, I don't. When you, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> when you can't to go on to the next one. When you can't find your glasses or your phone charger, make a hunting game for your kids to help you. So, like, here's all the things you have to find and draw a little picture of daddy's headphones and the glasses. That's kind of funny, but I feel, again, yes. I'm too OCD to not know where my shit is. That. I'm good. I need a hunting list right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Find daddy's phone. Oh, you destroyed that just it. Me, that just me. No, because they would find it and then be like, okay, we have what we wanted. Let's go. And they would go hide and like run it down to its battery and hand it back at like 2% and be like, well, they give we you found a it this way. We found um, it all. And then also goes back us. to how do you get them to pick up after themselves? 
are they really like if they're bad at that are they really gonna go help you find your shit right yeah you know like like i feel one of those comes first yeah daddy just get it on sunday night before your bath right (laughs) times i've taken off my glasses and i've been uh, and then we've been wrestling on the floor and i've been like okay where's daddy's glasses and they've like fucked off into the room like where did daddy put his glasses and they won't even listen i can't see oh (laughs) they want to keep you that way yes well, for me, it's yes. always my phone. If I put my phone somewhere weird where I don't normally put it, like that, that's that's yeah. the one thing that I will lose often. But they will actually help with that because right now it's it's the equivalent, like it's what the youngest plays games on now when he's right. Daddy can so have has a vested interest. Yeah, and so he's like, find it. <laughs> where is it? I'm like I don't know, go find it. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff on here with with um, using pool noodles, like small sections of pool noodles cut to kind of protect things so like springs on a trampoline to kind of protect that and like put them on doors and stuff to kind of childproof the door from slamming on their fingers or locking mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff on the list that's like how to keep your kid from locking themselves in a room I'm like every doorknob i've ever had has a little thing that you jimmy with the you know screwdriver and it opens it's not like a they're not getting like locked in the trunk of a car or something um, use frozen marshmallows to make an ice pack soft and not too cold. Again, this sounds like a really cool idea in theory, but they're just going to want the marshmallows that are yeah. in the ice What's pack. What's wrong with a regular ice pack? I don't know. I guess it's too cold and maybe too hard sometimes. No, man, I'm from England. There's no fucking thing. Yeah, right? such thing as you, too cold. You put your Mama. babies out in a tram in the snow. <laughs> Fair enough. I like how they came back around. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. No, Bring it you back. Give you that. <laughs> uh glow sticks in the bathtub at nighttime i've done that they totally think it's a, like a just like just like a cool different thing to do it's like a party it's like a rave in the bathtub you know that just encouraged a... my son to pit my son to piss in the bathtub but no that'd be a target yeah. for him oh that's a good point um let's see he's gonna be so pissed when he hears this he was annoyed <laughs> when i showed him the episode one i told him about that i told you about that thing he did you know oh. his ass in the air pranking me <laughs> he heard that it was like daddy that's so embarrassing you, Why did told you say that? everyone about my trick now i won't be able to fool anyone Sorry. that's why it's, it was mad it's part of parenthood this is like get a tech could you give your kid a temporary tattoo with your phone number on it in case they get lost that's like <laughs> <laughs> what it's literally a picture of someone's like put their phone number on it as a temporary tattoo <laughs> on the kid the fuck man like, that's that's helicopter parenting right there for me. No, not yeah. too far. No, you gotta. Are lose... you that worried about losing your kid? You have to brand right. them with your contact details. Um, I like get them I a like... bracelet. I liked this one too, which is actually putting your um your little 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 one um in a uh, uh a, like a laundry basket, a plastic. I wouldn't laundry advise basket. Dan Menzer put his little one in a laundry basket, but no. go, go ahead. <laughs> in a in the bathtub. So that like if you if all you have is a bathtub and they, they're a little too big for the sink, you you actually put the laundry basket in the bathtub and then you put the kid in the basket. So they're they're in the water, but they also have a smaller amount of space where they can like not fall over, not lose toys. I don't know if you're really worried about your kid like um, slamming no, around I, in the bathtub. I have hands, so I'm good. Yeah. Mm. but that's you know nothing nothing really in there a lot of it's there's a lot of good stuff in there that i definitely did as a kid or as a kid as a young dad a young dad of 30 and (laughs) there's definitely stuff in there that 
I don't I don't quite see the point. But again, out of 30, you've been busy. Yeah, I'm very busy. 30 kids. Shit. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just I'm just ballpark. How old it. are you? <laughs> Sorry, I'm derailing this so much. It's just it's a okay. fun conversation. Clearly, it's not all the same mother. OK. <laughs> no. OK. Thank you. David's laughing, but he's on mute. I just want the world to know that David is laughing. His face right now. Man. Oh, um, the thumbnail for an episode like this should be his face right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I mean, this, there's some good ideas there. I think we yeah. had some good ideas. I got better ideas from talking to you guys than I did from the thing. Yeah, but it yeah, did I've remind me. to take away even for tomorrow. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, y'all. You want to wrap it up there? Yeah. Or do you want to try and go into food? I think that's I think that's a lot. Maybe another one another time. Okay. Maybe when we talk about food in general, because we're gonna have to do that eventually. We can right. yeah, that'll be a good topic for itself too. Feeding yeah. your kids. Um yeah, well, I don't know. I want to hear um so obviously when this episode goes live, we'll we'll post it up in the group, we'll post it on the on the podcast page, and I would love people to comment and and give us those dad hacks man there's there's probably tons out there that we didn't know and there's probably a lot of dads that could benefit and 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 moms parents in general we're we're on the same team <laughs> so mm. we could probably all there's probably way more stuff we could benefit from if anyone's got any cool uh super cool parenting hacks and tips yeah bring them on the more the better yeah um again as always um be sure to check us out where we are listening um thank you for everything y'all have given us so far uh the feedback and everything um and sorry i'm opening up i i have a review i can read when we get there to talk okay, about cool, 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 i always cool, forget cool. to open this thing no you're good you're good you're good um no i'm not my plans are rubbish <laughs> Dear father, my plans are rubbish. Um, sorry. Uh, um, I love it, man. I love it. So yeah, we love hearing from you guys. We love um getting to see the response you're giving us. And it, it's been amazing. It's been way more than what we thought. Um, you know, we thought we would just get a few knuckleheads, you know, throwing shit at us pretty much as I mean, well, it's like normal day in gaming dads. Um <laughs> would kind of happen, you know. But no, it's been wonderful, it's been amazing. Um, and we, we love doing it. So be sure to check us out. Um, but as always, we have a review. Well, not as always, but when they come in, we have them. So who is the lucky review we're gonna we're gonna be reading off today? You've marked off the ones that aren't saying your shit. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Here's a review that we've got from A.T. Shantz or at Shantz, but A.T. Shantz um, left us a review, a five star review that said great show and group love the show so far. I've been a member of the group for three and a half years and love it. Lots of great supportive guys who love all kinds of gaming and the show keeps that going strong. Great flow between the hosts and love the banter. It makes me feel like I'm hanging out with some great friends when I'm listening. Keep up the great work. Yes, that is the vibe we want. Definitely. Yeah, thank you so much, Chance. Thank you, dude. <laughs> hell yeah awesome again you know where to check us out where you're listening to this and be sure to share the show um well with anyone who would be willing to listen um 
you know, we do this for you guys. Yeah, and again, yeah. as always, if there's anything y'all wanted us to talk about, let us know. Um, and we're more than happy to do it. So, but yeah, it's been a good episode, guys. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Care, guys. Great game. Thank you all for listening to the GD Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow Gaming Dads and the GD Podcast across social media. You can reach the show with the hashtag GD Podcast or at GamingDadsPod at gmail.com. For more information... Hey Dad, are you recording? God damn it!